Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hi guys, I got a new hat <laughs> and I'm really insecure about it because I don't know how to feel about it yet. Mm. So it's all about how you wear it, um, the confidence in which you wear well, it. Well, you know, are you new here? They're all going to love anything you do. That's not true. entirely true no, whatsoever. It's, it's about 99 Emma's putting true. a poll in the chat. Let me know if you guys like this hat or not. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to make bucket hats a thing, but I'm just really unsure. Wait, anyway. wait, 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 wait. I, I made bucket hats a thing. When? I was the first one to wear a bucket hat on this show. The Ikea bucket hat. Remember that? Oh, he did wear the Ikea mm. bucket hat. Yeah. Well, I meant for like me. <laughs> oh, Not like in general, a like a thing for me. My bad. I forgot about the clarification. My bad. My bad. Anyway, welcome into the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay. That's Saul. That's Gerald. That's Espo. Hopefully you guys are having a great Tuesday. Uh, we do have a... Trade Machine Tuesday of sorts mm -hmm. for you guys today. But before we get into that, we do need to talk about this trade exception that the Suns traded for, uh, basically, right? Yeah, it was it was part of the trade, yes, so, on Sunday? Yeah, it, it, become, it becomes created or, when you yes. trade a player into, like, there we go. space. And yeah. we have three of them, technically, now. Yes, we do. So let's dive in a little bit more on that, exactly what the Suns have and how those work. Yeah, so we have a couple of rules on these trade exceptions. Number one, I mentioned it the other day, you cannot combine trade exceptions to take on extra salary. So the Suns have a 6.5 million trade exception, they have a 5 million, and they have a 1.8 million, which let's be honest, they probably won't use. Um, you cannot combine those into like a $13 million trade exception. Um, and they only have until from now until the end of the regular season to use them because uh, at the start of the new offseason, teams that are above the second luxury tax apron cannot use trade exceptions. So um, there is a time element to this as well. Um, the Suns have to send something out to facilitate the trade. It can't just be we're trading up, you know, we're taking on a player for a trade exception. They have to send out some cash or draft compensation of some sort. And uh, the Suns have already sent out $5.7 million in cash from the campaign deal. So the the amount of cash you can send out for the league year reset on July 1st, it's $7 million per team. So they only have $1.3 million left. Again, they only have until the end of the regular season because starting next offseason, teams above the second luxury tax apron can't send out cash. So the Suns have six second-round picks, which is really five because we saw the protections on the Spurs pick. It's basically only selections 50 through 54. Which is hilarious, convey. by it's, the way. It's unbelievable. If you're going to go that far, just make it selection one 54. One just pick. make it one pick, and if it doesn't hit there, so be it. Yeah. Well, that's basically yeah. kind of like another loophole, essentially, right? Like, yeah, you sent out a pick. Right. We sent but out you a ain't pick, getting it. But you're not getting it. It's the loosest way to send something out without really sending something out. Um, but so the Suns basically have five second round picks, they have 1.3 million in cash. 
Um, and if they did use this trade exception to bring in a player, they would probably have to cut someone or send out a player because, as we know, they have 15 players on roster. Gerald, let me ask you a question. Sure. <laughs> Can you use said trade exemption to mm -hmm. sign someone, say, like a Kelly Oubre? <laughs> no. You cannot use it as, like, cap space. You have to use it in a trade for somebody. Um, and like I said, you do have to send something out. It can't just be a player for a trade exception. So it could be a very tightly protected second-round pick, like we saw the Spurs send to the Suns. Um, or it could be um, cash, which they don't have much left. I have another question for you, Gerald. Sure. Could they use that exception to get somebody like, oh, I don't say, James Harden? <laughs> no, they can't because it's not fucking happening. Pay me my money. It's not a $38 million trade exemption? I want my money. <laughs> so hey, that's man his money. Zach asked this too. Does it have to be the exact number or can it be a little lower? It can be a little bit lower. So basically the Suns have that $6.5 million trade exception, which they would probably look to use first depending on what type of player that they're targeting um, again we talked about this on the show yesterday for the time being it feels like the Suns roster is set there are no mm -hmm. immediate moves on the horizon but further down the line maybe the midseason point when a lot of these guys that have recently signed with various teams become trade eligible maybe somebody on the Suns bench is struggling or maybe somebody gets hurt mm -hmm. and you need to free up a roster spot then you can put that trade exception to use and bring in a player that is making $6.5 million or less, anywhere in that range. Um, or you could use your $5 million one and save your $6 million one if you have uh, a player that's less than $5 million. So you could trade for two players. <laughs> you All right. You could, God. but typically trade exceptions don't really get moved very often. Um, they, they can be useful um, in adding extra salary or trading for a player without having to give an actual player up. But just wanted to run through those qualifiers before we talked about maybe guys that you could look to on the horizon as, oh, he might be nice around the trade deadline or in December. So, Gerald, let me ask you this. Sure. Oh Can God. you use the trade exemption to sign Kelly Oubre? Because I don't think people in the chat get the Kelly Oubre coming. It's a no. trade exception. <laughs> trade not exemption. a free agent exception. Yeah. So, no, that's not happening. <laughs> Sorry to burst anyone's bubble. Oh, my goodness gracious. Okay. So don't be disappointed in this trade machine Tuesday yes. shenanigans that we have going on. But to make it a little bit more fun for you guys, we, we, we'll play the jingle. Oh, oh, just kidding. Maybe we, we won't play the jingle. Yeah. You had one job. One job. One job. Do it live, Lindsay. To be fair, I think she had more than one. Today, she has like 85 <laughs> jobs. Thank you. Trade you, machine Tuesday. Trade machine Tuesday. Um, wait, while yeah. Emma's looking for that, I there's um, Cole said, Can we address the LeBron James? What now we're getting LeBron? No, what? What? <laughs> what? What do you mean, Cole? Can we address what the LeBron James? Yeah, can we address the Lebr LeBron? Here, <laughs> listen, I'm speaking LeBron to you James. because I'm addressing you specifically. Um, stop saying you're going to retire when you get swept out of the playoffs. There you go. We address Cole. Yeah. Cole wants to know if I can ask Gerald if this means we can use it to <laughs> I love that somebody in the, in the chat's like, hey, Saul, you're going to have to pay $200. <laughs> There's no path. None of this. Making, There's what? not. Are we talking about James Harden yes. now? Yes. Now James Harden's not like, happening. No. Well, I don't know. I squashed it back then, and I squashed it today. It's not happening. 
All right, we cannot find the trade machine Tuesday show. No, 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 no. So, it's not we. One person can't find the trade machine. Let's Tuesday all do video. it live together. <laughs> no, come on. It's not my all right, I'll do it with you, Lindsay. Come on. Just do it with me. You got the new hat. You're empowered. Yeah. I feel confident. I feel insecure about my hat right now. Why? Thank you very much because it's out of my wheelhouse. Why? So you just feel like me. Gilligan. Three. Do I look like Gilligan? Oh my God! <laughs> Says the man rocking the pink hat today. What's wrong with the pink hat? Oh boy. Nothing. The pink hat with the smile on it. There's nothing wrong, wrong with it. it. You you're you're you making fun of her bucket hat. I'm just uh, making fun of your pink hat. I wasn't making fun of it. Well, I do like that it matches your about shoes, it. though. I'll so I just that. added to the insecurity. <laughs> Lindsay, you want to sing it together? Just all of us do it together. All right, three, two, one. Trade Machine Tuesday. Trade Machine Tuesday. Hell yeah. I hated that so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take Emma. Are you ready for the graphic since we did it live? Anyway, uh, Gerald yeah. put together a graphic of 30 names that the Suns could look at oh as potential future targets for the Suns trade exceptions. Now, we do have a few disclaimers here, okay? Yeah, so a lot of these guys are probably not going to be available, but like I said, a few months from now, later midseason, a lot of these guys who have recently signed with teams might become available. They'll become trade eligible. And maybe a team has a certain injury or maybe a team season isn't going according to plan and they're looking at their situation like, we should get rid of some salary or this guy isn't helping us or he's having a bad season. You just never know how a player season's gonna go, how a team season's gonna go, what their situation might be a few months from now. So I put together a list of names that are all within that $6.5 million salary range who are not necessarily intrinsic to what their teams are building. And I have to point out because my favorite addition to the list was Tory Craig, who recently signed with the Chicago Bulls. Yes, please. I would die laughing if they traded for Tory Bro, Craig. He's going again. to Detroit. He's definitely going to Detroit <laughs> if, next. If Tory Craig comes back, if I'm Tory Craig, I I'm flat out saying no. Yeah, I'm just not I coming. I don't know if he can say that. It's so toxic. You're going to literally <laughs> let me move every summer just to bring me back? Like, what is wrong with you? I can't quit you. What is wrong with you? Yeah. Him with the force. The <laughs> most toxic relationship because Tori Craig doesn't even have a say in it. So yeah. rude. Can I'm we sorry. trade Kumani Kamara for uh, for Tory Craig so we could trade future Tory Craig for current Tory Craig? Be the second time we drafted a player and then <laughs> traded him for Tory Craig. What if it's James's big plan? I've got all these second rounders to um, draft guys to trade for Tory Craig. Oh, Lord man. have mercy. But Tory Craig is on this list. Yeah. There, okay. there are a couple that are maybe a little overly optimistic, like Seth Curry. I don't think the Mavs are going to move him even though he would be a really nice pickup in the shooting department. Um, Jared Vanderbilt ain't happening. Yeah, Jared Vanderbilt's not, ha unless the Lakers have a lot of injuries with LeBron and AD, which could happen, Could happen, but that would have to be early in the season. So hey, I don't know. I'm not mad at Pat Bev. I, I'm not either, especially if they need, especially if they wind up needing a little bit more depth at point guard. Like if, if Jordan Goodwin goes down or somebody gets hurt or they just feel like they need more point of attack defense or more shooting or something like that. I, I threw a couple of point guard options in there. He's certainly one of them. And you don't really know what the 76ers like. They had Daniel House Jr. pick up his player option, which I don't think they probably really wanted him to. He's another three and D wing who might be useful. 
And um, former son's great. Yeah, former. Well, former son's great. Sure. He was nice when he was here. Are there are there any names on the list that strike you guys as appealing? Peyton Pritchard. Ooh, you know mm-hmm. Dean Wade. Okay. I love me some Dean Wade. Yeah. I know there's some guys on this list that I'm like not really into. Okay. Um, I feel like we've already run it this course multiple times, but Jay Crowder, you could just let's just call it a day on that one. Yeah. I feel like we can leave him off. Honestly, kind of over Kevin Love too at this point. Okay. Like it's been that whole hot and cold for years. I'm just ready to move on from that. Mm. Give me Robin Lopez all day though for the content. <laughs> Uh, for non-content I, in that last column, I like Cole Anthony as a potential uh, guy that you could build with for the so you, future. So you say you need a real point guard? <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> and you know what? If we're just going to lean into all this crap about you know, everybody hating us, why not bring in Pat Bev? Just say screw it. We're pushing <laughs> our chips all in the middle. Hate us all you want. Like, One of the things, though, however— is that uh, Pat Bev, while he might be, um, you know, you might say, fuck it, let's just throw him in there. Uh, the way this roster is constructed, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of, like, you know, like over-the-top personalities, if mm. you will. And if you throw a Pat Bev into the mix, that's uh, that's like drinking tequila on an empty stomach, man. You think? Yeah. yeah. I that's feel not like we could maybe use... I, somebody who's a little you, spicy. You want us you want a guy that's spicier. You don't want a guy that's spicy in the locker room. Like be spicy on the court to the other team. Yeah. Don't bring that shit to me. Yeah. Um I think Booker would probably be over that real quick. It's yeah, it's a fair question. They do need a certain amount of toughness and grit and swagger that they've been missing um over the last season or so. Pat Bev would probably be pushing the envelope a little bit in that category. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I like Sadiq Bay. I feel like that's not going to happen. I like Lonnie Walker the fourth. I feel like that's still a little optimistic. Yeah. Cole Anthony probably fits that same category. But there are a couple of decent role players in there that if you have an injury or maybe you just want somebody over-ish Wainwright or something like that, you could consider. If you If you don't like Kevin Love... And you're over I'm kind that. Of over it. How about uh, again? I just mentioned him a little bit earlier. Dean Wade. Mm-hmm. He's uh, kind of a. He's not the same kind of player, but you know mm-hmm. he's a he's a, a power forward ish. He's kind of a tweener power forward. Can shoot from the outside. Good ball handler. Can facilitate. Can play solid defense. Like he's he's a solid player. Like so, if you don't like Kevin Love, jump on the Dean Wade train. Uh, hello is right. I should be all in on Sadiq. You Bay. should. Because I can sell houses by the dock of the bay mm-hmm. and all sorts of different things that We've I can do. We've moved on from the mm-hmm. cove. We're out at the bay now. Sadiq Bay, come on to Phoenix. We got plenty uh, to do with you. Nice We're water. not abandoning Kaminsky Cove. Do we not way. have any other properties now? We have no, no properties. I, I'm working on it. Are you? Are you working yeah. on development as yeah, we speak? Yeah, I am. I, okay. the, there's something with you banks of the river or something. You know, there's a. I'll come up with something. He just be, hasn't fully signed. Yeah, it's okay. still yeah. in negotiation. Yeah, I mean it's so it's only it's only July. Bit. I got time to find my uh, my new property. Okay. So. But honestly, though, probably leaning less that any of this would happen in the near future. This would probably be well for a lot of the guys on this list. They can't happen in the near future anyway. Um, anybody, of course, who has been sign this year you can't trade until december 15th so it it'll be a little bit down the road and then these trade exceptions at least the one 
with campaign expires at the trade deadline, right? So because it, of the second tax apron, they have to use it by the trade deadline if they're going to use it. Yeah, basically. Basically. Yeah. It expires by the end of the regular season, but yeah. Essentially the yeah. trade deadline at yeah. that point. Um, so we don't likely see that any moves will be made. I know that people in the chat are saying that Gambo is saying that the Harden thing has picked up That's steam. Lies. They're trolling. <laughs> oh, okay. No, there's see. nothing that's trolling. Sounds there's about a fake right. report that the Sun signed John Wall to a minimum, claiming Mark Stein said it. That's a lie. Okay. Be careful where you get your sources Guys, and you get your information. We're turning into Lakers fans. Don't don't do it. Oh, I'm no. not you know what? I'm not this convinced these aren't Lakers fans, just trolling the Suns <laughs> fans at this point. Yeah. Um, to say. And Ishbia also said, now, obviously, he holds the rights to be able to change his mind, mm -hmm. as he did make clear in this next little uh, clip we're going to play with you but or for you. But he said the likelihood of more moves probably not high right now on Arizona sports. You know, I, I think our, our roster is phenomenal. I think our coaching staff is phenomenal. I love our players. I think we have a championship caliber team as it stands right now. So with that being said, I don't. I don't forecast or predict any other moves, but with that being said, that could change tomorrow. A certain phone call comes in, someone like so. We're always open to improving the roster, but we love our team right now, and uh, you know I think that the team that we have out there um, meets is, is well exceeds what we even had hoped uh, after the season ended um, the way it did it, against Denver, and so we're really excited about what we've got. We've got many superstars. We've got great roster. You know, of course, we added Beal. Of course, we still have DeAndre Ayton, and we have other stars that there, but of course, Durant and Booker, the superstars. Like all these guys together, along with a really deep bench, uh, which people didn't think we were going to have, right? A, a lot of shooters, which we have that we didn't have. Like we have a really good team, and so right now, I feel great about it. I would not anticipate any uh, any other significant change or any really other changes at all uh, going forward. But things can. happen. As you mentioned at the end, things can happen. Yeah. He's an aggressive guy. If a, mm -hmm. if the right deal falls in his lap, of course he's going to pursue it and see what they can do. But um, like this is something we probably should have mentioned with the trade exception stuff. The reason that you would probably cut a player and trade, absorb a player into that trade exception instead of sending out a player is because you don't have a ton of trade flexibility. Like you've got your big four between Booker, Beal, KD, and DA that are all making thirty million above per year. And then after that, it drops off to Eric Gordon, who's on a vet minimum for like three mil. And, and the and rest he just of the signed, roster. So you can't deal him anyway. Right. The rest of the roster is all vet minimums. Now, those guys will become trade eligible in December once that deadline passes. But like, you'd have to stack a bunch of vet minimum contracts just to get to like a $12 million deal or something like that. So um, for someone who was asking in the chat about Evan Fournier, like. Yeah. So that was a super chat. So let's read it real quick. It came from Quiet Wyatt said, what do we think about Fournier? New York needs to trade him, and he was top 10 in three-point percentage only a few years ago. I wouldn't mind Fournier on, like, a vet minimum, but he's making $18.9 million this year, so... We don't have anybody um, to trade for. No, we'd have to give up basically five players off the bench for Evan Fournier. Probably not going to happen. Yeah. That's why James Harden isn't going to happen. Well, among other reasons. Yeah, I mean, James Harden's going to come here on the vet minimum. Oh yeah, <laughs> even though even though he, even though he, has even though he picked up his option, yeah. he's only, he's going to come here on the vet minimum, guys. Also, like, he like, wants to play with Book and KD. Like, okay, <laughs> let me just say this: in the the off chance, like the one percent chance that it did happen, okay, mm -hmm. cool, I'll eat that crow. I don't give a shit. 
But what I will say is, okay, let's see, let's play your game. Let's trade for James Harden. You have to trade DA. You have no choice. Mm-hmm. There is he's the only player. You're not giving up Beal. You're not giving up Booker. You're not giving up KD. Uh, and so that's the end of the discussion. So now you're looking at a what a starting lineup of James Harden, Beal, KD, um, who am I? Booker, and then uh, and then your backup center, which is Eubanks, and then you have a bunch of tweeners behind him at center. Like, bro, no, just stop. James Harden's stop. gonna start at center. He's gonna pull a magic and start at center. Man, we're in, we're living in a la la land can, right now. Can we just let's just not mention that name again until the Suns play the 76ers. Mm. I don't want to hear that name again. I don't want to hear any of this fake trade with James Harden stuff because it doesn't even work. Enough of it. Don't we already have a bet out or something like that, too? Did I hear about that? I have a bet. What's your bet? Uh, These two uh, guys right here, Black Sunday and and, uh, Titter something. Uh, (laughs) I forgot what it was. It was Titter. Sorry. It wasn't disrespectful. I just forgot what the rest of your thing was. Mm -hmm. Uh, They bet me. uh, I made them bet me 100 bucks each. Okay. And Mm -hmm. so I have $200 on the line, and it's the easiest Titter time. There it is. I, is it is just it, by the start of the season? Yep. Okay. By the, by by the, the start, start of the season. Of the season? By the start of the season, oh, Harden has to be a son. If they he's not, not. Because these guys were saying, like, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. They were in the know. Okay. Hey, All right. You want to know why it can't even happen? Hmm. You can't even trade DeAndre Ayton straight up for James Harden. And you have no other salary yeah, you can Yeah, once deal. campaign right. left, it's it done. was a wrap. So once campaign left, you <laughs> owed me $200, yeah, son. You can't That happened. That. It doesn't work straight up, and they don't have any salaries. I want my money. Traded, so, interesting. Wah, wah. I want it all in stacks of ones, and I will take it at Papa Doe, both of you. <laughs> okay. All right, we have one other super chat. This one's from Altex. They said, in a lot of pain right now, and spelled it P-A-Y-N-E, all my favorite players get traded or signed somewhere else. I need closure because I still don't understand trading my fave. Oh, the life of a sports fan. All texts. Let's remember, we root for laundry. The only thing that we have, uh, you know, an affinity for really is the purple and orange and the name Suns. Players come and go. Owners come and go. Coaches come and go. The only constant is us in those colors. So hold that near and dear to your heart. I I disagree with that take. What? What's wrong with with that take? I've been a fan. You can't be a fan of guys after they leave? No. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying. You said we root for laundry. Well, we do. In the end, if if your team is the Suns, you You have to accept guys come and go, as do coaches, owners, everything, except the name. And in some places, the colors even change. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I mean, listen, like, that was the reason why I, I haven't bought a jersey in a very, very long time. I'm not trying to buy it and then have the dude leave the next year. I I'm just like, what's the point of this? So I think it's I, fine. If I do anything, I'm gonna put something stupid on the back of the jersey that I know will always last the ta- to the tail of, the test of time or the tail of time or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, stand the test of time. There you go. See, you get it. Isms are hard. Sometimes yeah, they do. You mix them up. I'm having a really hard day right now because <laughs> of this wink. <laughs> Um, okay, we did get one more super chat and then we'll move on from here. Cole, thank you for your super chat. This was Cole's first super chat for us, so thank you. Um, but they asked, Is D Coldest legit? Let me handle and this one. D Coldest, I think, is the guy or gal on Twitter 
who shared the James Harden yeah. rumors, James, right? James Harden, there was another one. Let me make this very clear. No. The answer <laughs> is no. All right? I'm sorry, but no. I don't care who vouches for him. The fact that you know, our guy Gamble had to break his vacation so he could address these ridiculous rumors and shoot him down. No, no, no. That is the answer. Uh, somebody just asked me if Devin Booker left, would I still root for him? <laughs> would you? I don't know. I don't know. How could you not? I, he literally I, helped turn around the franchise I, that I, we all know and love. I mean, like, cool. I, I, I don't know if I would. I don't know. I don't know if I would. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. As I Triple B says, Damn. two things were always given with the Suns. Al McCoy and the Suns Gorilla. Those are the two that are, are forever sons. Like when Charles Barkley left, I didn't root for him. When Steve Nash left, I didn't root for him. Well, Steve That's Nash Steve is Nash different. Steve Nash went to the Lakers on 4th of if July. If Booker went to the Lakers, you what would what what would you do in there? The I, difference I mean, I'm not actively rooting for him while he's in a Lakers jersey, but I'd be ha if he won a title there, I'd be happy for him. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, the I still root for Cam and Mikel. Yeah, we know that. Just when yeah, they but don't you know play how the I feel about that. Yeah, but well, I just I like them. I think you're wrong. I like <laughs> You think I'm Listen, tell them what's there, up, Bucket Hat. There's two there's two dis <laughs> there's two distinct things that I think you all get confused about the way I want to root for people, right? See? This is what I'm saying. Now I feel like it's a thing, but in a yep. bad way. <laughs> two, distinct your things, two distinct things that I think are the biggest difference. One, I like them as people. I like I genuinely care about Mikhail and Cam as people, mm -hmm. but they don't play for my team, so I don't root for them. I'm not going to go out of my way to go watch them because the only team I'm invested in is the Phoenix Suns, and that's how it will forever always be. Now, when the Suns are eliminated out of the playoffs, do I watch the NBA Finals or do I watch, you know, yeah, I'll do that, but I'm not going to go out of my way because I love Mikhail Bridges so much, I want to go root for him while he's playing against the Knicks. Like, mm. I don't care that much. I might watch the game, but I'm not sitting there, like, having a vested interest in these players after they leave the franchise. They're gone. They'll See, I, I totally disagree with that. I felt like a lot of people, myself included, had a vested interest in what Cam and Mikhail were showing flashes of with the Nets. Um, their playoff games, like you could see Suns Twitter was lighting up when they were Cheryl, playing Cheryl. because it was fun to watch them grow. I think if Booker was on, was God forbid on a different team, people here would definitely tune in to watch Cheryl. and see what he's doing. No, I didn't, I didn't say anything about anybody else. I was only talking about myself. Yeah. I, this is the way I like to consume and the way I like to compartmentalize the way I watch these players. That's my choice. Everybody else clearly, obviously, has their their mm -hmm. own love and their affinity, affinity and how they want to approach this. I am not disagreeing with anybody. You have that right. I'm just saying that. I there's, don't an, like there's another Cole in the chat who's really mad at me and you, Gerald. Said Gerald and Lindsay are just clingy, can't let go of their past yeah, players. Let, let's make this very clear, Lindsay. You I can mean, stick this in your bucket we hat like and smoke it. If you leave the Phoenix Suns, you are dead to me if your name ain't Frank liar. Kaminsky. You're a liar. No, you know I'm how many not. times? It's Tuesday, S, but you know how many times I'm you lied lying. on this show this week? I'm not Lying. You're a straight up liar. Lindsay, how am I lying, Lindsay? Is that fucking hat too tight on your head? Do you know how many former Suns players you still talk to on a regular basis? Doesn't mean I root for them. Yes, you do. They half of the guys I talk to don't say you. You still speak so highly of them. You are such 
On the court, you are dead to me. You're a liar. Dead to me. And all of you guys are liars, too. You just don't want to admit it. It's not even about about being clingy. It's like, I like hoops. I'm going to watch hoops anyway. So, yeah, I'm going to watch former Suns players and see how they do. And also, beyond that, like, you're going to tell me that these players didn't help, like, there's a player who made you fall in love with the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't Charles just Barkley. wake up one day and you're like, oh, the Suns. Yeah, yeah. I choose them. Charles. No, it was somebody who happened to be a player who made you a fan of the team. Charles Barkley was that guy. And when he forced his way to Houston, it was F. Charles Barkley. Okay, all right? you still tweet about Charles Barkley. Yeah, because he's so not clearly, playing anymore. He still clearly holds he his face playing in your anymore. head. When he was playing, he was playing for the Rockets. He could go screw himself. Oh, man. See, uh, I root for the purple and orange and the Phoenix Suns. Have always, will always. But I don't care if you play somewhere else. But you're trying to separate yourself from the people that make the purple and orange worth investing in. And I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can just say. I can. I watched this team for 10 years when there was nothing worth investing in. There's always something worth investing in. Rooting for a former player. And still liking them. Like there's them. there's a different and, and being you know, happy I like them as human CBD. beings. Like there's a difference. I have no problem with them as human beings. I hope Jock has a successful marriage, has a wonderful life, bears as many children as he and the missus want. I just <laughs> don't care about what he does on the basketball court anymore. That's wild to me. You are not in Phoenix. You do not get to succeed in my That's mind. I do not to want me. to see that. So you just root for a bunch of colors on a jersey, basically. Yes. That's why I root for the Suns and will always root for the Suns and anybody else is the enemy. I I, I will say this. Um, <laughs> I I do I don't go out of my way to watch and support Cam and Mikhail. But if they thrive, cool. I'm happy for them. Jock, if he thrives in Houston, as long as it's not against the Suns, very happy for him. Same thing with all the other you know Suns yeah. players that I liked. I didn't like every Suns player in those jerseys. And when they leave, I don't ever think about them again. But I don't ish- wish them ill will. Like So that's just my prerogative. That's fair. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion on it. It's I just like it's wrong. Apparently, apparently not. Us. We don't get our opinion. opinion. Liars, you guys are wrong. You're is what you're <laughs> we let you say your opinion. You're just wrong. Let me finish. I didn't not let you say it, though. You're entitled to your opinion even when it's wrong. That's exactly. what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> I, will, exactly. I will tell Jock when he comes back on, I wish him all the luck in life except in basketball. Screw you. You're dead to me. Oh. And I will say it to him. <laughs> Okay, As so, so Espo won't be on that yeah, show. Yeah, Espo's nope. not going to be on our Jock Farewell show. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'll text him. Uh, by the way, I did text Jock, and uh, he is in the middle of training for the World Cup uh, mm-hmm. next month in August, uh, and he has said that he very much is still planning on coming on to the show. We had a little bit of a travel issue because, you know, he signed a new contract with Houston, flew to Vegas, and then flew right back to Australia. So it's been a little bit crazy, but yeah. um, we are still planning on doing it by the end of the month, so... All right, let's take a break. Let's reset real quick. Um, Listen, I know Suns basketball is not in season right now, and that makes us all a little bit sad. But whatever sport you are using to fill the void for you, make it more fun on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. If you have (laughs) not signed up for BetMGM yet, make sure you sign up today and use that bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you can place your first bet offer and receive up to 1000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, just make sure you use that bonus code PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full disclaimer. And now you can listen to Shane talk about disclaimer. 
Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. They need to get, I'm calling up the M- bet MGM people. Mm. I need Slam Bowl on this app because Ooh, I'm yeah. going to be spending way too much time <laughs> the rest of this summer watching dudes on trampolines dunking basketballs. Can't wait. When does um, it start? Friday on oh, ESPN. And go. I will be, we should do a watch along for a Slam oh, Bowl. No. I think it could be fun. Fun fact <laughs> the guy fun. who designed the Sunburst jersey is the guy that designed all the logos and the jerseys for Slam Ball this oh, year. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, listen, I'm not going to name names here because I don't want to put them on blast, but we did have somebody at PHNX today run out of gas. <laughs> uh, and on their way to no. the offices. But lucky for them, mm-hmm. there was a Circle K a block and a half away yes, sir. that has gas. <laughs> So they were able to walk down the street, not too far, because we know Circle K's are on every corner. Shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Get some gas and get his car or her car back up and running. So shout out to our friends at Circle K for always having our back, even in our worst moments in life. Man, they like- also picked up a Polar Pop because, of course, you had to pick up a Polar Pop if you ran out of gas. It's hot as you know what outside. Man's- and those Polar Pops, they stay colder longer. I like Man like looked like he was going to die. I'd like to imagine that he walked up to that gas pump. The first thing he saw as he's pumping the gas into that is Lindsay <laughs> telling like, him to go, go get inside and get a polypop. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> and he oh, just no. lost it. Bless their hearts. Listen, make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff that Circle K has to offer. And don't forget, stop for gas if your e-light has been on for longer than one day. And right now, if you text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club, you'll get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. If you do end up running out of gas and you got to walk to Circle K, at least have that offer in your back pocket because two Polar Pops is definitely better than one, especially on a hot day. Head to CircleK.com slash door dash locator to find Circle K. You know what's so fucked up (laughs) is that when when my man came in the office just beat red and sweating, <laughs> he was just like, oh, my God, thank God for the polar pop. And Mac literally goes, oh, man, I didn't know you were going to Circle K. <laughs> 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 I think she oh. drilled a hole in his gas tank, so he had to he go. He almost died out there. And you're like, damn, I was thirsty, too. That's hilarious. But that just goes to show everyone loves a polar pop. Yeah. It's a nice treat. Like, honestly... Don't bring flowers. Bring polar pop. She's like, did you text that number to get two for one so you could bring me one back? <laughs> the dude is like braving the elements. Oh, okay. like, You're selfish. Why didn't you get me a uh, We have been off the rails for a hot minute. We have one super chat to read here real quick, and then we'll get us back on. This one comes from Leo. Leo said, if Kyle Lowry is traded for Dame and released by Portland, is it possible for him to come to Phoenix? On a minimum. Yeah, I mean, if they cut him, and they would have to free up a roster spot. But in that scenario, yeah, it'd be possible. They would just have to pick who they're letting go. Anything is possible. This offseason has proven that. I'd be yeah. all about some uh, some Kyle Lowry for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, back on track. We heard today that the D-backs and Diamond Sports Group, who is the parent company for Bally's, 
have officially parted ways, meaning the MLB will be stepping in and producing and distributing D-backs games uh, for the rest of the season. Now, we knew this was kind of coming, right? There's been a lot of talks. The Suns and Valleys and Slash Diamond Sports Group parted ways as well. Um, but this is concerning in one sense of the word because obviously lots of great people are losing their jobs. But also it's it's... The, it's just an unknown of what sports broadcast will look like in the future because so much is going to change. So much. Uh, you know, in the one of the things that has been clearly evident with legacy media, uh, and when we say legacy, we're talking about radio, television, newspapers are the main three, right? Um, we've been seeing the digital side of things really fragment it all and, and really strip it down um, to, to the point where – you know, newspapers screwed up by not charging um, X amount of dollars for subscriptions in order to get their services. They were giving that shit away for free, and it completely effed up the whole market. And and as a result, that's why you're seeing a lot of newspaper industries um, cutting a lot of a, a lot of salary, a lot of people, and all the traditional um, coverage that used to get back in the day is almost all but gone like there's only a few writers that that still cover things on a day-to-day -day basis and still travel the, uh, with the team you we are lucky here in this state that we have one of them and Dwayne Rankin who travels with the team all the time and then you go over to uh, the the television side and with streaming and, and all this other stuff like it, it's taken a hold and the problem is the problem is is you have old legacy media um, heads that are in charge of these companies that are 60, 70, 80 years old, and they don't understand where the digital space is going. And because they don't understand it, they don't see value in it, so they don't invest in it. And that's where it all got fucked up. And it still continues to get fucked up. I literally had a, a gentleman that is in one of these media companies look at me dead in the face and say, there is no money in podcasting. Whoops. No <laughs> money in podcasting. Meanwhile, meanwhile, across the country, you're seeing six, seven, eight figure um, entities that are in the podcast space. Like it's just a complete um, it, it's such a blind spot. And the pro and the other problem is, is that when they again, I, I'm not going to say that I was some, you know, high and almighty digital expert. But one of the things that I that I did when I went to Bally's at the time was Fox Sports Arizona is I said, we need to invest in digital. And me and, and this guy, Josh Kelman, who was my boss, we were all about digital and we tried to change it. And no matter what move we tried to make, it just always ended up at a dead end, dead end, dead end, because they didn't see the value in it. And unfortunately, some of these companies are going under because they were not able to maneuver quick enough to take advantage of certain spaces like the digital space. And now they find themselves in a, in a, in a predicament. And unfortunately for San Diego and now Arizona, it looks like uh, those two places are going to be closed. And I, I get emotional talking about this because there's a lot of good people over there. Mm -hmm. Brett Hansen, um, you know, Brett Deckert, uh, you know, the list goes on and on of the people, Tom Elsner that I worked with over there. And they, they work round the clock as hard as they possibly can to try and make that product as great as they can, despite the fuck ups that diamond sports group and, and their, that whole entity has been trying to screw things over for them. They've just made it so much more difficult than it even was a year or two ago. And so 
Um, I I have nothing but you know uh, positive thoughts for those people. I hope they land on their feet. They are tremendous individuals, and I know a couple of them will stay on in a different respect in terms of the MLB side of things. But it's just really unfortunate. I hope I hope what Matt Ishby is doing is the new wave of how we're going to do this and open it up to more people because the people that should be getting charged are not the people that want to consume the product. It should be the people who want to advertise on the product. Mm -hmm. And that's where the money should come from. And I think Matt Ispia has that kind of sense, and he's going to lay down the foundation of, look at all these eyeballs that are watching this game. Now you got to pay me to advertise on that, and that's where the money should come from. Well, look, to your point, I had a local media exec uh, tell me that apps were a fad and putting any of their content on an app was a ridiculous idea. Right. Basically, look me straight in the eyes and say that to me uh, like a decade ago. Moral of the story is when you are of retirement age, please retire. Oh my God. Uh, wow. But yeah. I, I want to. No, no, no. But for real, though, like in just a lot of different industries, not just media, but when you reach a certain age, our world is changing so fast thanks to technology mm. that at some point in time, well, you need to hand I, over the reins well, I, to the next generation. I don't be willing to listen to them. That's what I'm saying is you got to be willing. Like, but fuck, also, we, we have a company full of 20, over the reins. 25 year olds and under. We have like 10 or 15 people that are under the age of 25 here. And every decision that Espo or I or us as a group have tried to make is with their input on where we're going as a company. You have to value the people that understand the space more than you, like mm. you just do. And if you don't, I agree, those people need to understand that and get the fuck out. But the other people that do take in that feedback and understand and research and and take the time to understand the space, which is something we've talked about as a company, like threads came about and we talked about it and the importance of it. We might not like to be on it, but hey, guess what? It might be a meeting we need to go down. So you have to understand it. I just wish more people understood that. Yeah. And, and this industry, too, has been notoriously historically slow to adapt like at the very beginning when the internet was a thing they thought the internet was going to be a fad and newspapers put their content online for free and that immediately set the standard that everything that's online is free and now guess what there are no newspapers anymore everything is online and you're either hit with a bunch of ads to make up for that revenue or you have to put up a paywall and people hate paywalls so it's one of those things where like you said, technology is constantly advancing what we are able to do and how we consume content, media. Um, and they really need to do a better job of having the foresight when new things come about to figure out how can we cr- produce good content on here and still make money from it. Yeah. And Lindsay, I don't think it's an age thing. I think if you do not listen to those around you, you are a bad leader. And if you were the smartest person in the room, you need to go find another room Mm -hmm. because it has nothing to do with age in those cases. It has to do with mindset. And I think, yes, you can age out of certain things, but if you are not willing to listen and open your mind to different ways of doing things, you hold on to the legacy idea of everything and you sink with the ship, right? And that's what we're seeing happening. And what bothers me the most is, you know, Fox Sports Arizona, Bally, Arizona that became – so many of our best moments and memories as Suns fans or sports fans in this valley were disseminated through that channel. 
Mm-hmm. ASU beating Nebraska in football. What even if you're a U of A fan, you remember how impactful that was. That was the very first thing that station broadcast. You look at it, seven seconds or less suns were all on there. Uh, and you see that. Uh, you know, some of uh, some of the best Diamondbacks runs uh, were in there as well. Like these moments that define us as sports fans lived there. And this entity is now likely going to be no more. And that's a very odd thing. I'm, I'm very glad where we're headed and that there'll be more opportunity for people to see things. But it also is bittersweet because we did all uh, that was a place that was a communal thing. And I don't think we exist without a, a Fox Sports Arizona uh, being there first. Right. Mm-hmm. This, this valley came together over sports through that entity. Uh, and now others have to pick up that mantle since it's no longer around. Well, we do know when it comes to the Suns, though, we will be able to have access to Suns games in the way that the Mercury already are um, being distributed. Matt Ishbia spoke about the new TV deal on Burns and Gamble earlier this week. It was a huge thing. And so it's 3 million households, not just 3 million fans. So even more fans, every hotel, all the rest, everywhere will have the games. It was so important because – Hearing fans that couldn't watch our games because, A, they couldn't afford it, B, they were blacked out for some reason, C, they didn't have access, they didn't know how to find the games, simplifying it, getting your product, our team, not my team, our team, out to all of our fans is the biggest no-brainer of them all. So getting it out to everyone for free was a huge, huge thing. When I found out there was a small chance we could do it, that was 100% of the focus and the effort, and I'm so excited that it's finally done. So it'll be exciting to see how this kind of all shapes out for next season with the Suns. Obviously, I know there's still a little bit that kind of needs to get ironed out as far as out-of-towners and streaming and what all that looks like. But I think basically at the end of the day, with everything that is going on within sports media right now from a broadcast perspective, we're going to have to learn to just be a little bit flexible until it all gets figured out and... Mm -hmm. The next thing that we see kind of maybe take hold um, comes along. Mm-hmm. But at mm-hmm. least we know with Matt Ishbia, we're getting as good of a product as we can on the court and delivered to us in an easy-ish way. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge positive. No pun intended. Um, also, want to give a quick hello to A Santa Cruz for joining us on the live show. Welcome. Happy to see you here. And a reminder that if you guys are looking for something fun to do next Wednesday, we are going to be out at Four Peaks for our last Wednesday of the month. Every show from PHNX will be live out there. We're going to be enjoying delightful beer and delicious food. So come hang out with us. Take a lunch break. Hey, take a half day, whatever you want to do. Take the whole day off. I mean, take the whole day We will. We'll write you a note. It might not get you far, but we'll write one for you. But come hang out with us at Four Peaks and make sure you guys check them out on social at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You do have to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks, and we ask that you drink responsibly. Also, I'm really excited for tomorrow because our friends over at Illegal Pete's are bringing us lunch tomorrow. It's my favorite day of the week when Illegal Pete stops by. Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot this summer, whether you are looking for burritos, tacos, nachos, salads, custom margaritas, delightful drinks. Illegal Pete's is the place to be. You can kick back and enjoy an ice-cold margarita 
or cool off with a bucket of high noons. You get five high noons for just $22. And don't forget to follow at Illegal Pete's on Instagram to stay updated on all their big events and deals going down this summer. Stay tuned to their stories to win free tickets to concerts you are dying to see. Illegal Pete's is here to make this summer one for the book, so don't miss out. All right. We got a lot of stuff from Summer League. You guys thought that we had shared all of it last week. Well, we didn't because Espo was able to talk with Ben Golliver, a national NBA writer at Washington Post, and he had some really interesting things to say about the Suns. Espo here with Ben Golliver of the Washington Post. Ben, how are you? How's Summer League going for you? I'm still alive four days in. That's really what matters the most. I uh, had a really good time this week. I feel like they just loaded it up with so many extra events, like my head's kind of spinning. And really more than anything, it's about Wemby, right? Oh. So, you know, it was nice to see him shake off that kind of slow debut on, and have a nice game on Sundays. So. Yeah, for Suns fans, it's all about Tumani Kamara, not Wemby. <laughs> but obviously, Suns had a pretty big offseason yeah. acquiring Bradley Beal, uh, making the moves that they did with their bench. What's your initial thought when you look at the Phoenix Suns this year? Well, look, Matt Ishbia has quickly risen to the very top of the most aggressive owners in the entire NBA list. I mean, I think Steve Ballmer has kind of set that tone. I would say over these last five years, and it feels like Ishbia is kind of elbowing in and saying, hey, man, I want a little bit of that action. Um, I love the Kevin Durant trade for them. There's a risk involved with, with trading for Kevin Durant at this stage of his career, but the idea you're going to get a happy, motivated Kevin Durant who fits so well with Devin Booker made all, all the sense in the world. You could tell from the playoffs Chris had to go, and eventually probably DeAndre Ayton is going to have to go as well. I was glad that they sorted the Chris thing first because it, it was really able for them to move on, have a new identity, and then go out there and take a big swing on Bradley Beal. There's a lot of risk involved here. I mean, they got three stars who are complementary but not totally distinct. They have some overlapping skills, and sometimes that creates a little bit of tension. So I want to see how it plays out on the court. But you're looking at the most uh, potent scoring trio in the entire league, and that's a great place to start with your roster. I would love to see an Aiton trade for a little bit of depth. I know that's not exactly an original take. I think a lot of people down there in the Valley probably feel the same way. Uh, but it's not like it's a bad problem to have a center who's a double-double every single night who's going to show up and, and eat up a lot of minutes. So they're in a great spot. I think you have to look at them. I mean, in that, I put Denver in its own tier out of just respect for winning the title, although I think they, they came back to earth a little bit. I would put Phoenix right there in that second tier. Do you think big threes can work in this new sec second apron world and everything? Yeah. Or is this too much mortgaging the future for the right now? I think in general for the average organization, a big two is going to be the best model. Otherwise, you're not going to have enough depth. You're not going to have enough offense and defense balance to make it work. Now, if you're dealing with Ishbia's bankroll, you're dealing with Steve Ballmer's bankroll or Joe Lacob's bankroll, you know, a big three can work. We just saw a big three work for Golden State two years ago, by the way, with Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. That's a big three. They just won a title, and they're bringing all three of those guys back to try to do it again. I think anyone who's saying you can't win with a big three is foolish because look what Golden State is trying to do. They're one of the smartest organizations in the league with a very forward-thinking ownership group and front office, and that's still their plan. Now, if we progress a year, two, three years down the road in this new collective bargaining agreement, it's probably going to get tougher and tougher, and at that point, you might have to pivot. When you look at the Suns lineup, obviously no traditional point guard. You hear a lot of positionless basketball talk. Do you think that's going to hurt them when it comes playoff time and, and things slow down in that half-court game? 
Well, I would be playing campaign a lot, personally. I mean, I understand that he might not be this, you know, pure pass first point guard, but I think he is probably the best distributor on the team. I know people love point book as well. I like that look, but more because it's fun as opposed to I think it's the best way for them to play. I think they're better off having that extra ball handler going smaller, spacing the court as much as possible. I really like that look for them. Um, I think, you know, when you look back at the postseason, once Chris got hurt, you saw the new identity come together, right? It was push the pace. It was KD and Book uh, really just scoring at will, taking any shot that they wanted, and it was incredibly efficient offense. The only reason they lost is because they ran into an opponent in Denver who could keep up offensively and also had the tools uh, defense-wise uh, to be able to slow them down just enough to get over the hump. How many teams around the league have the offensive firepower to keep up with Phoenix, and how many have the coaching and the strategy to be able to dictate style and tempo against the Suns? Not very many, right? It's going to be a pretty short list, and that really just speaks to Booker's talent level, KD's talent level. So I'm not super worried about the point guard position, but I do think it's in their best interest to play smaller, space as much as possible, and then just let Book cook. It's a pretty simple formula. Right, last one for you. In Phoenix, everybody's talking about the Suns maximizing the minimum to build up right. the bench. When you look at what they've done on that front, how do you feel about their depth? Well, I'm one of these guys who's always pretty cynical when it comes to the minimum salary guys. you got to prove it to me. I think the you know it was a very nice move to get Eric Gordon. The Clippers fans were really sad to lose him. That's always a good sign. When you've got like a divisional opponent, you know, a team that you just faced in the playoffs who are like sweating the, the loss and you're just adding him for a bargain basement price to your books, I think that's a, a major net win for a team like Phoenix. Now, some of these other players, like they've got a really craft reputation. It's one thing to play roles for, say, the San Antonio Spurs last year and, and make a name for yourself and get yourself on the map. It's a whole different thing to get thrown into game four against the Denver Nuggets in the second round or the third round of the playoffs and actually be expected to produce. One thing we also know, Katie doesn't like coming off the court. Book doesn't like coming off the court. And I can promise you, Bradley Beal's been waiting five years to get back into the playoffs, probably maybe even longer than that. He's not going to want to come off the court either. So I don't panic about the depth of Phoenix as much as some people do because once they get to the postseason, those guys are going to be playing 41, 42 minutes. And I think that's going to be true even with Frank Vogel, just like it was with Monty Williams. Well, check him out. He's Ben Golliver of the Washington Post. Wrote a great book called Bubble Ball as well. Hit that up, Ben. Thanks for the time. Oh, it's my pleasure, man. Take care. So some interesting stuff from Ben there. Um, I think the first one was that he still is of the mindset that DeAndre and will have to eventually not be on this team. Yeah, I mean, well, it's kind of where we entered the offseason thinking that the Suns needed to orchestrate a DA trade. So it makes sense that a lot of national people think the same way. Um, and I think a lot of us have talked ourselves into hopefully Vogel can get through to him. And we're riding with that. And hopefully that is the case, because like we've said, in terms of starting centers who could fit really well with this team, DA's at the top of the list when he's fully engaged. Um, but it is, you know, if, if things don't go well these first couple of months, we're going to be circling right back to the, the trade DA talk. So It's not going to happen, Gerald. Don't worry. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't. New I mean, season, <laughs> new DA, new coach, new DA. We're new good. Shoes. We're new, good. New, new DA. We're good. <laughs> Look, yeah, I mean, he's the only option in the end that you could move if you have to, you know, if there is some kind of panic moment throughout this season. So I get that that's a name Ben gravitates to, but mm -hmm. that was probably one of the more favorable national <laughs> opinions mm -hmm. uh, I've heard when it comes to the sun. So I, yeah. I think he touched on something as far as the optimism in regards to Bradley Beal. 
Rachel Nichols brought it up. A couple of national people brought it up in summer league. Like this guy's been waiting years to get yeah. back to playing meaningful basketball. It's what he said at the press conference. So they're excited for that. Obviously the campaign take uh, does not look good a week later um, because he's no longer here. But yeah. I, it kind of goes back to what I was saying about I'm surprised that they moved off one of their last remaining ball handlers. Like we've talked about the positionless basketball and whatnot, but it is interesting that they just kind of dumped him for nothing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, too, like he said, when it comes to the playoffs, book KD, Beal, they're all going to be on the court playing heavy minutes. Mm -hmm. They'll carry majority of that load. Yeah. So in theory and what we're going to run with until proven otherwise, or at least I am because I'm trying to remain optimistic, <laughs> that it won't be an issue mm. come playoff time because they'll have an entire regular season to figure it out, to gel, to master it. And then those three will lead us to a deep, deep playoff run. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> I did like, though, that he um, I, I know that there's still hesitation, right? You don't want to completely pass judgment on the guys that the Suns were able to pick up using the vet minimum, but that there's at least some optimism it felt like there. A little bit. Might have been like a small amount, but I'm yeah. going to I'm going to grab onto it again, like I said regardless he did say like and that's something that was also common in vegas was this idea that vet, veteran minimum guys signed for the vet minimum for a reason i think that's fair in most cases but i was surprised that they got gordon that they got kbd for vet minimums i think those guys extend a little bit beyond that honestly yeah i mean i, I think you'd even argue yuda does too i think when you look at this this wasn't your typical I'm signing a bunch of ring chasers who are 35, 36, 37. Mm. This was who are some young guys that we can sign to a vet minimum and and maybe get them to go well beyond their ceiling uh, because they're going to get an opportunity playing with with a very good team. I, I like that strategy. And to your point, I don't think this is the same uh, vet minimum that you usually see elsewhere. Now, to be fair, one or two of these guys probably isn't going to work out. That's the reality of of doing this, but that's all right. I, I think everybody is very high in general on what they've done, but the odds are one or two of these guys probably doesn't pan out the way that you'd hope, but I think they've done enough where that's okay if that happens. And there's for, flexibility if that does happen. Yeah, for every every minimum guy that's not that might not work out, there's also a guy out there in the league that's getting in wildly overpaid. <laughs> so you can sit there and be like, well, these guys sign for minimums for a reason. Well, I know a dude that's making $10 million a year that does not, that should be getting the minimum, right? Like that's just, that's just how it is. So um, we move on. I, I, if it, listen, if three or four of these guys don't work out, but the other ones do, I'm going to be happy because you still have depth seven, eight, nine deep. You're okay. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it, it, we have a 15 person roster. So, We'll be all right. I th we have way more depth than we do last year. And if you don't realize that, it's because you didn't watch this team play last year. On paper, some of these guys, like Landry Shamit, when you look at the stats, they're not bad. They're not, like, terrible. Like, you would be like, oh, well, that's a good shooter. And then you watch him play, and it was wildly inconsistent, and it was a different story. It, like, if you don't watch this team play, you don't understand the deficiencies that they truly had on a day-to-day -day basis. And what the main... The main part was just the inconsistency, and I, I think they have shored that up to a certain degree this year, and if it's just marginally better, that's a long, long way from where they were a year ago, and then you add Bradley Beal to that mix, who's going to be able to, to score at a higher clip than Chris Paul was, 
and you hope that that's enough to overcome the Nuggets, and I think it is. Yeah, you just hope for more consistency from the bench. I mean, we saw it. Uh, Torrey Craig, a great example. There were stretches where he was was very good and very helpful in the starting lineup. Then there were stretches he disappeared. Okogie, Damian Lee, these guys all went through those, so you hope that the bench is just more consistent this season, and that should help in and of itself. I don't know about you guys, um, but on my social media, I have only been engaging with fall content for the last week Mm -hmm. um, because I am trying to get us to the fall as quickly as possible so that we can actually see how this all plays out, Mm -hmm. Um, but also because I'm really tired of 115-degree days. We we Um, broke the record twice today. So (laughs) we need to stay inside and uh, prepare for fall, right? I don't think you should be golfing right now in Phoenix personally, but it doesn't mean that you can't step up your golf looks to prepare for when you should be back outside golfing in Phoenix. And you can get the coolest gear at Pins and Aces. They are the official golf apparel partner of PH Nikes and All City. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, even some amazing beer sleeves, like super innovative products over there. So make sure you guys check them out at pinsandaces.com and use code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. Again, that is pinsandaces.com and the code is PHNX. If you do have to go outside, though, don't go outside without your trusted pair of Shady Rays. We're talking about sunglasses that are built to last. Shady Rays also offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by a lost and broken replacement. So if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. They have your back long after you purchase. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 uh, Also, they just they just put out their uh, brand new golf line, which gives you peripheral vision to the side too. So it's more of a wraparound, but it, it still looks like the classic like shade. So it's uh, they just dropped that actually, I think yesterday or two days ago. So you nice. should definitely check them out. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Listen, we're just preparing you guys for your golf game. We're trying to get you guys looking good so you can play good, right? Isn't that how that works? Yep. If you look good, you play good, right? That's the rules. I must never look good on the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough, All right. Finally, to round out today's show, we did get a look at some new shoes from mm-hmm. One Phoenix Sun. DeAndre Ayton released a brand new pair of PEs. And honestly, I really like these shoes. They represent the Bahamas, of course, and then Jamaica as well. His mother is part Jamaican, so that's where that kind of heritage comes into play. I like these shoes. What do you guys think? I like them a lot, too. Um, I My only beef is I understand the different colors and stuff like that. Yeah, because one that's is fine. more tealish blue, it, one is more green yeah, for both blacks. I, I, I would have bought both pairs if they. I just got the same color in both. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, that's that was just my preference. I wish they would have at least given you that option. Um, but I, I absolutely like these. I like the style. Um, I actually went to the Puma site today. Man, I did not realize how many good-looking shoes that they have mm. across their brand. Like, uh, I might I might have to indulge in a couple of these pairs. So is, is it with each one, the left one is teal and the right one is green? Yep. So you can't, like, mix and match? Nope. I mean, that would be nice if you could. Because <laughs> then you could, then you could get three pairs of shoes, <laughs> yeah. basically, for the price of one. But, yeah. Or two, yeah. I mean. No, I, I mean, I, I like 
like you said, I like the thought behind it and his mother's heritage coming into play. Obviously, DA and his mom are very close in, in some of the charitable work that they've done together as well here in Phoenix. Um, but the the look of the two different colors, that's something that as a type A person, I'm like, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I could. Gerald, you're off. type A? A little bit. <laughs> A little bit, <laughs> uh, what I love, uh, we're showing this video here, but if you go watch it uh, on Puma Social uh, and hear DA talk, it's really clear how much he cares about his yeah. mom, mm. his family. I think it gives you a little bit of insight into this guy and his mindset. He's talking about family and that love of family and how much support from family means. And if you project that on the basketball court, that's your basketball family, too. Uh, and needing that support and those kind of things. I found it very interesting to just hear him talk like that and not be somewhat guarded. Like I think sometimes, you know, he, he feels like he has to give a certain kind of answer. Well, you know, and that's the thing that, that uh, man, I, you know, we've talked about this at length before as well. It's like, you know, when DA comes out and he speaks and he speaks openly and freely and he's fun and he's engaging, um, and then he doesn't produce on the court. People think one thing leads to the other. And then they start to bury the guy for him just being who he is. And I'm just never going to do that. I will never do that. I will never bury a guy for being who, who he is and being true to himself. And I think from, for most, from my, at least my perspective, every time I've ever seen DA or engaged with DA, he is who he is. Like he's not, he doesn't try to change who he is to try and fit your narrative of what you think a number one pick should be. And I appreciate that. And when he talks about his family, he's very passionate about that. He's also passionate about charity endeavors. We just never get to hear from him very often outside of basketball um, for a variety of different reasons. And I would assume that one of them is because of how many times people have shit on him for being who he is. And I, I, I think DA should do more of this kind of stuff because I think people would, would really invest in him a little bit more than they do. Um, because I, I really enjoyed the the one minute that I saw of this commercial, and, and you get to learn more about his family and how much they meet. I mean, hell, he equated being around his family as in terms of like Superman going to the sun to reenergize his powers, which I thought was like, okay, He's just so yeah. silly. it's silly, right? But I love it. And and if you've ever been, there's not a single person on this panel. Um, that has ever been around DA and been like, oh, he's not he's not a good person. Mm -hmm. No, he's a genuinely good dude, and he really loves – he does love basketball, and he does love his family. It just doesn't always translate on the court, and that frustrates you, and I get that. But I'm just never going to bury him as an individual because he's a tremendous person. And honestly, I thought it was so cute, too, in that video, how his mom was like, he gets his heart for me. But mm -hmm. it's so true, though. Yeah. If you've ever met his mom, you love his mom. Mm -hmm. Like, she – you want to talk about a sweet baby angel. Yeah. <laughs> DA's mom is a sweet baby angel. Well, and DA today donated a bunch of money to Junior Achievement in the Bahamas, too, because he said he wanted to show kids that there's more ways to success than just basketball uh, there. And I thought that was a cool thing to go about yeah. as well. Okay, can we just go back real quick to the color? Because I know you guys were talking about two different colors or whatever, but I feel like they're so complementary to one another that it's not like... It's not like Javon Carter wearing one orange and one purple shoe. It's like they're so close in like tones and everything you, that I feel like it works. You got to be you got to man. This is a hard outfit to figure out what to wear with unless yeah. you're going to wear black. Yeah. Um, you know, like you, you got to have some pots of gold. All black or you could wear it with gold. I you mean, could wear it with one or the other gold. color. I mean, yeah. Who, who has <laughs> 
lot of gold in their repertoire. I don't, I don't got like gold shorts. Like gold accessories. Gold. Like you could do Drake, all black maybe? with gold accessories. Yeah. I'm just saying it's it's hard I'm to pull saying, that off on I a day to day basis. Are, I think you're underestimating how many things you could rock with this. I'm not underestimating I it. I mean, I have the I best shoe game in the company. I like I know what to cost. to accessorize. I don't. It, I just don't wear mine anymore. Well, but no, I have is. better shoes than you saw. <laughs> no, you do not. 100%. Lindsay would just wear all black with those shoes. It didn't work. And see? it works every time, does it not? <laughs> no, I'm not. You don't know I'm what to denying. wear with shoes. Just put on all black and you, you're good to go. You go monochromatic and, and then you, you have the colorful from shoes. There. And monochromatic is in right now. <laughs> I'm not trying to wear all black in 116 degree <laughs> You'll weather. You'll be fine. Just stay inside. Just wear a bucket. It doesn't. Hold on. It exactly. doesn't matter what color you wear at 116 degrees. It's just hot. It's not making a difference. <laughs> the one positive of wearing black in 115 degrees is if you do sweat, nobody will be able to tell. Sure. But if you wear gray, everyone will know. Well, that's true. So don't wear gray that is, is the moral of the story in 115 degrees. <laughs> anyway... We did get a super chat to round out the show. Thank you, Devin. We appreciate you sending us 10 bucks. Said the irony of y'all cutting out twice after a rant about digital over traditional media is hilarious. But I love the forward thinking mindset and always appreciate the free Daily Suns content. Thank you, I Devin. I mean, you're not wrong, Devin. It's kind of funny. No comment. <laughs> it happens. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us for... Uh, this podcast we appreciate you those of you who popped in twice and three times we appreciate you the most uh, if you are here on youtube make sure you hit that thumbs up on your way out if you are listening wherever you get your podcast make sure you rate review and subscribe because it helps us out a lot and it's absolutely free we will see you guys tomorrow and until then you can follow the show on twitter at phnx underscore sons. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Sometimes you need to remember that mistakes happen and it's okay and let it go. Ahoy, ahoy. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though. Lindsay Gerald Espo. Saul passed the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me.